percent clap. One, two, three. I don't need to do that. <laughs> Welcome to Your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. I'm your brother co-host Thomas Dempsey. I'm your sister co-host Elizabeth Connor. So we are recording live from Shay Connor. That's right. Yeah, we don't get a lot of these in-person records, but we like to revel in them when we can. And it's a happy Thanksgiving to y'all listening to us. We're recording this the night before. and uh, Currently got my cornbread in the oven. Got the cornbread in the oven. And uh, got a bunch of cats around here. I got to meet the fabled potato. Oh yes, the fabled potato. Yeah, he's a... He's only getting bigger. Yeah, he's but, a big cat. Yeah. To be as young as he is. Right. It's going to be so cool when he's like backpack sized. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's see. It's been about a couple of weeks since we last recorded, so we imagine we have stuff to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The week. I think it was the week, the weekend after our record was the start of the uh, Desert Bus uh, charity stream mm-hmm. where the Loading Ready Run guys play a bus driving simulator for 24 hours a day, basically, in like six-hour shifts for a week straight, mm-hmm. raising money for Child's Play charity, which uh, funds uh, children's hospitals and shelters with uh, toys and video games. Right. And so I watched a lot of that, and... Enjoyed a good enjoyed it. Got some donations in there, and uh, always look forward to that. I remember, like when I was first committing to putting in notice at work, I was like, "Wow, this year, I'm finally going to be able to watch more of this stuff." <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, I don't have any job prospects lined up just yet, but uh, I'm definitely thinking I'm going to do what I can to enjoy. The holiday season this year yeah. unobtruded on um, uh, no no wow wow i tried to do like the porky pig thing where he switches to a less cumbersome word uh-huh and i couldn't even think of anything but anyway unencumbered uh, yeah is that the word you were looking for unencumbered was what i was going for okay but uh yeah so it was it is looking like it's going to be a nice holiday season this yeah. year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, oh, we did get some work done over at Grandma's house. Oh, we finally good. got around to cleaning out the a few of the drawers or the shelves in their kitchen. Awesome. Where we basically just had, like, a bunch of old stuff sitting around, cans and whatnot. Yeah. Was there lots of bugs? No, actually. We don't oh, think we good. saw any bugs. Uh, I guess the idea of doing it in winter is that they've all... Like, either gone, like, died or gone into hiding. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, I tell you, there was this one can, though, that I'm pretty sure the contents had just dried out, but it sounded like there was something crawling around <laughs> in it, so when I picked it up, I was like, good. <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was a, a productive day, and we've had several others, but, uh, that's the one, that's sort of what stands out. Okay. And uh, obviously today was a lot of driving. Right. Yep. But uh, happy to be here. Always look forward to celebrating with the family. Yeah. So what you had going on? Uh, 
It's been a really busy couple weeks, like, with work. and I mean, not so much stuff at home, but mostly work stuff. Um, I've got a field trip coming up next week. Yep. So, with my honor choir. So, we've been doing rehearsals, and I've been having to do, like, all the paperwork stuff for that. And I know I've talked about it on here before. Yeah. And then the week after that is my concert, and... I know I've also mentioned this is like the first time that these kids have done something like this since COVID. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I don't think like, I mean, granted, like it's not that serious, but like, I don't think the appropriate, they don't, I don't think they understand the appropriate like gravity. Sure. That comes with preparing for like having to sing in front of people. Right. Um, but I mean, they'll learn, they'll figure it out. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I've also got, I'm doing a little where I'm helping with a little program at, like, my preschool. Yeah. So, hmm. um, anyway, but that, like, the kids have already learned the songs for that, so now it's just making sure it stays in their brain. Um, okay. I have become a spider killer. Oh, goodness, yeah, that was quite the re- That the tale. was terrifying. So I was teaching a 4K class, and I'm getting ready to leave, and the kids go, oh, look, there's a spider. And I'm thinking it's just, like, some tiny little thing or maybe, like, a granddaddy long leg or something. No, this thing was, like, ginormous. It was, like, the size of one of those... It's not a fallen angel coin. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, like I get you. The, the Liberty coins that Dad collects? Yeah. Like, that's how big it was. And it was... And everything slowed down. Everything slowed down. And it was just, like, okay, I'm really terrified of this spider. But if I don't do something about it, it might bite one of these children, and that is not going to happen on my watch. So I, like, sucked it up and put on my big girl panties and killed the spider. Oh, yeah. You um, stepped on it. I stepped on it. I squished it. Pretty sure it was carrying an egg sack, so it was, like, extra squishy, and it was, like, it was gross. It was real gross. Um, so that happened. I was touched inappropriately by a four-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I, like I don't know what else to say to that yeah and I mean that happened like two weeks ago and I'm still just like I don't know how to process this mm. um uh what else has been going on yeah and then just oh oh we had a we had an emergency e-learning day Okay. Was it because, weather related? No, it was not weather related because a pipe burst uh. and they were going to have to work on it the next day and you can't have school without water and they were going to have to like shut off the water. Okay. So we had to have an e-learning day for that and that like completely threw me off like with my whole life. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm still reeling from it and that was a week ago. All right. Well, you've had a, you've, you, I guess... Today was your first day of um, Thanksgiving break? Today was my first day of Thanksgiving break, and I spent today cleaning. Yeah? <laughs> and uh, decluttering. Um, and then I am hosting Thanksgiving, so I have been doing my grocery shopping, and I've currently got my cornbread in the oven for dressing yep. tomorrow. So, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. The folks are at an Airbnb around the block. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking forward to having everybody here. Last year, I just drove down the day of because Mom and Dad had both came down with colds. 
thought it was the flu. The, it was probably the flu. They were certainly rough enough. But uh, but it was still a good time, and now we're looking forward to having everybody yeah. here. Yeah. So this has been our, this is going to be our first, like, family Thanksgiving with everybody in probably, well, probably since me and Brian got married. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy for it, and I'm happy to be here recording in person. Yep. So yep. have you been watching anything interesting? Oh. Besides Desert Bus? Yeah, no, I, uh, can't really think of anything, uh. I've been playing more games mm-hmm. recently. Uh, new Pokemon game came out the other week. Been getting in some time with that. Uh, made a TikTok about it. Was pretty well received. I've I've got to say I have thoroughly enjoy I thoroughly enjoy your TikToks. Well, I appreciate it. I've just sort of been uh, playing around with what I would like to do uh, with that sort of medium and. Hopefully, the idea is to get back the uh, your words against mine TikTok up and running again, posting mm-hmm. clips and stuff to it. Yeah, because I feel like that's a good means of exposure for podcasts, especially. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, just been posting a couple of things that here and there. Some of them are remarkably involved for what all I have to do, mm-hmm. and then those in- invariably wind up being the less. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, the less engaged. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, been playing a lot of games. Uh, Got my Xbox, got my Switch. Uh, Need to get into playing on my PC uh, some more, but obviously I'd like to also try and uh, do some stuff with it. Anyway, um, yeah, I can't really think of anything especially. We've been steady watching Dahmer. How long is that show? It's a ten episodes. Because I, I could... Ten episodes seems like you just blow through it. Yeah, well, we don't... So we don't really, like, binge watch things. Yeah. Like, we'll watch an episode or two, and then it's, like, time to go to bed. Yeah. The, I think the absolute most we've ever done is we watch three episodes, but I don't even think we've done that. Um, and we don't watch it like every night. It's just kind of, it's usually like if Brian has a day off work or, um, like neither one of us have to go anywhere the next day and we can stay up a little bit later. Okay. Um, that's when we'll watch it. So anyway, I think we just finished watching episode eight. Okay. Um, Yeah. You said earlier he, it was like the point in the show where he's in jail. Yeah, so he so anyway, he has like been tried and convicted and is now currently serving his 15 consecutive life sentences. Okay. So you've but you've of course got to get like two more episodes worth Yeah, there's out still of that. two more episodes where I mean, like we all know how this ends. Like yeah. When did he die? Uh, like 94. 94. Wow, that earned it. He was convicted. See, and, and and I know I've talked about this too, but like it just blows my mind that all of this was going on in like 1991. Right. When I was like four. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't have much of a memory for it I either. don't remember this happening at all. Yeah. Huh. Of course, it was a lot easier to stay shelter- keep kids sheltered about certain things True. back then. True. Yeah. So, uh... 
And then um, I've also been playing a game, but it's like a game on my phone. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's called Crazy Hospital. Okay. And basically, it's a task management game. Oh, sure. So you have... Um, so basically, like, you have to... You have to take care of patients. You have to complete certain tasks in order to take care of those patients. And it's it's usually done in one of two formats. It's either you've got to earn a, a certain amount of money within a certain amount of time. Or you have to serve a certain number of patients without making any of them angry and leaving the hospital. Okay. And, so, and then obviously, like, like, you can buy things to help you like progress further in the game and yes i have purchased some things that's how i ended up on level 216 oh. or whatever level it is that i'm on it's something ridiculous yeah. um but it's it's super super addicting and that is my current hyper fixation okay i've been playing um this other game called vampire survivor it's mm-hmm. one of the sort of one of the big of the moment games it's pretty simple it's a indie game developed by some european game developer almost the early build of the game was like a solo project but then once it started getting more and more users that he had to hire on a team to help him update it Mm -hmm. and basically it's like your standard vampire hunter scenario you've it's like uh whatever time period like dracula and what all was going Mm on and um you've basically just got various characters with magical weapons and whatnot and you're let loose on this big old board and basically waves of monsters just come at you mm-hmm. and your weapons it's kind of what's known as of as a auto battler so the weapons go off automatically and it's all about you positioning yourself relative to the waves of monsters so that uh you can kill them and gain experience to unlock new weapons and to uh level up your weapons and you, you have to keep at it for 30 minutes and once 30 minutes comes all the other monsters go away and then the grim reaper shows up and kills you oh. and supposedly there's some way of defeating the grim reaper before he can kill you mm-hmm. in a kind of like ski free escape from the yeti yeah. sort of thing but uh, I've, i haven't figured that one out yet but there's also like layers of hidden levels and unlockable uh secrets and stuff like that so it's a lot deeper than that sort of simple mechanical Mm -hmm. structure would lead you to believe and it's only like four dollars right now okay i think they said in november they're raising the price to five but Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's really fun and it's it's good for just like since i don't drive so much now yeah it's a good podcast listening game okay so i can just like pop a podcast on my laptop or my phone and then just play that for half hour, however long. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And uh, also, uh, as far as watching it, I've just recently got into Andor, the new uh, Star mm-hmm. Wars yeah, show. You were asking about that earlier. And uh, the, they just dropped the, I think, the season finale yesterday. Mm-hmm. And everybody's raving about that series. And I've really, I've watched the first four episodes, and I'm enjoying what of it I've watched, but. Uh, my understanding is it just sort of gets better as it goes along, and I'm really looking forward to finishing it. Okay. So I do need to get uh, Mom and Dad's Disney Plus uh, information f- to access their accounts on like my devices, mm-hmm. 
especially because I think I was the one with the Disney Plus account for like a year. Yeah. And then I let the subscription lapse, and uh, then they got one. So yeah, just got to take care of that. Got to get their Disney Plus. Got to get their Peacock. Got to get their Apple TV. We just got to get our ducks in a row. Yeah. Yep. I did start rewatching uh, Arrested Development. Really? Uh, that's on Netflix? Just, yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, and I just, I don't know, like one night I just was in the mood. It was after a Dahmer episode. And I was oh, like, I yeah. can't go to sleep after having watched this. So I wanted to watch something kind of lighthearted. And I was like, well, Arrested Development is short. Yeah. Because they're 22-minute episodes basically right so i started rewatching it and then i was like i forgot how good the show was so yeah i'm still in the first season oh definitely that was back when like a season of television could run like half a year yeah i think there was like 20 something episodes in the first season mm-hmm. and then uh and then you sort of get like a perspective of like the evolving landscape of tv at the time because, like, the first season's, like, 26 episodes. Then the second season's, like, 22. Then the third season is, like, 18. But five of them, I think, were all broadcast on the same night. Yeah. And then, of course, the subsequent seasons were done for Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I think we're only, like, however many. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Potato <laughs> is flipping out. That's a stare. That's a stare. Yeah. Oh, you know, potato's, potatoes over here. Potato's next to you. Potato's chill. A stare is flipping out. Yeah, a st- so a, a stare and potato are both black and white, but you can tell the difference because a a stare's got a wonky eyeball, um, and, and b potatoes fluffy. Potatoes real fluffy, and c a potato is like fairly evenly, like half and half. Like in terms of his markings, he's you know half of his fur is yeah. black, half of his fur is white, and a stare is very much a black cat with white accents. He's much more in the tuxedo cat yeah, mode. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Look at him. He's just oh, yeah. going to town on whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm still uh, watching Chainsaw Man. Okay. Uh, new episode of that dropped yesterday. The The Kiss episode aired oh, yesterday. Oh my god. <laughs> and a lot oh of Oh my god. I'll just I'll just say uh oh, we got to pause real quick. Okay, we're back. She just had to go take care of the uh, the yeah, stuffing corn, cornbread. Uh, cornbread. Yeah. So um, it's funny they censored it, like they blurred it out, uh-huh. but then they reincorporate it into the ending credits <laughs> in a very interesting way. Okay. So yeah, I'm really liking the this show. I feel like it's it's definitely like the breakout or not the breakout, but like the big anime of this season. Yeah. So. Did we record before or after Election Day? I think it had to be... You know what? It was just after. Okay. Yeah. Because well, I think I mentioned in our last episode that like I met my older stepson's girlfriend on yeah. Election Day. We all went right. to lunch. Um, well, there is a specific episode of The Office that <laughs> makes my older stepson think about me. Oh, yeah? It's the one where... Dwight is eating boiled eggs. Oh no! And Pam is pregnant, so she asked him very nicely to like not eat those because it makes her nauseous, and yeah. he does it anyway. And she just vomits into a trash can, which then proceeds to set off a chain reaction <laughs> of like sympathetic vomiting all across 
well, the office. Yeah. And Dwight's just standing there like, what have I done? Oh, yeah. Because I think vomiting is hilarious. Right. Have since I was in the fifth grade. And we start telling Christopher's girlfriend this story. <laughs> and she goes, oh, my gosh, that's you? Because <laughs> apparently he told her this. And, like, she almost... Anyway, she, like, almost made him wreck the car. She was laughing so hard. Oh, wow. Um, but she was like, that was you? That's you that thinks that's so funny? And I'm like, yep, that's, yep. that's me. That's me. That's me. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been talking about nothing... About every, nothing. Everything but books for yeah. the last uh, 20 minutes. Uh, well, how about let's take a break, and when we get back, we can talk about books. Yeah, sounds good. Oh. <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. I, I was giving her the signal, <laughs> and we're back. And I was like, what? What? It's like finger guns. I'm so used to not doing this in yeah, person. Yeah, right. Where it's like, okay, like where we talk about what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, so before the break, we were talking about everything except reading. Yeah. So now we're going to get into some books. Yes. Um, Supposedly. I've read one book. I've read one book, too. Mine was not the challenge. Neither was mine. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's, get, let's clear the air on this one. Okay. The uh, book I assigned for this week's challenge was A Memory Called Empire by Arcardi Martin. It was the two, 2021 winner of the uh, Hugo for Best Novel, I want to say. And I've read about 120 something chapters uh, pages so like the first five chapters of the book because okay, each chapter is about yeah but i'm really liking it i mean i like what i've read so far sure um, but you yeah you've gotten way farther than i have yeah but for uh for like for those who might get intimidated at the prospect of like a 400 plus uh page plus um space opera book it's the book is a murder mystery yeah. So in space. Yeah, in space. So basically there's this uh character, the main character is an ambassador for this uh colony of like space station faring people mm-hmm. and in their culture uh whenever somebody dies they have these like logs of their consciousness essentially that they then um integrate into successors like bodies so that like their memories and their knowledge and their experiences are carried on well she was to inherit the memories of her of the previous ambassador to this like big imperial planet but then that ambassador got murdered and so she only has like the first five years of his experience being an ambassador to draw off of as well as like the sort of vaguely AI-ish like personality profile that is living in her head mm-hmm. so she gets sent to the planet to try and figure out what happened it quickly becomes apparent to her if not everyone else that it was a murder most foul and uh and it's just her having to navigate like this culture that's very alien and yet sort of like it's a culture that she's sort of like idealized for a long time and that she's just having difficulty finding her place in and making relationships with people especially when like the circumstances of her predecessor's death are still very vague 
and uh, yeah, I've, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm gonna read it to succession, to 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 completion, and uh, goodness. So, um, but yeah, about how far did you make it? Um, like I don't know, ten pages into chapter. One. <laughs> Sorry, you might not have been able to hear, hear me. I covered my mouth. I said about ten pages into chapter one. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I like what I'm reading so far. Yeah. It, it the way that you describe it's weird because the way you described it, I was like, the way he's describing it is very reminiscent of Mickey Seven, but like that's not. It's, they're like very different books. It, it's not the same at all. Right. Because there is a mystery element to Mickey 7, but it's much less like palace intrigue or yeah. political maneuvering and much more like just what the heck is going on. Right. Like it's much more, I don't know. It's They're both good. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to keep on with this one, but it sounds like we've got some other books to be talking about in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So uh, you want to hit us with yours? Yeah. So... Let me pull up the screenshot of my book. Now, okay. Okay, I'll talk about the book, and then I'll talk about other things related to the book in a second. Sure. So, um, I read another, like, super, super short Adrian Blue book. This is called Courted by Darkness. Okay. Um, And it is a romance involving, like, a literal sewer monster. Oh, wow. And a, like, beautiful graduate student. Okay. But, But... now, this is interesting because this particular book is, like, slightly longer than mm-hmm. all of her other ones. So, you get more about, um, you get a little bit more world building. Yeah. And, basically, when winter comes, that's when these monsters who live under the city come to the surface to find a mate. And uh, it's almost, like, instinctual how they're able to find someone to be their mate. Mm-hmm. And it, it's also... Even though they don't necessarily, like, live together in a traditional sense. Um, like, they mate for life. And every, like, mating season, they will come together and stuff. But it's very much, like, a place and a position of prestige. So, for example, like, the mayor of the city is mated to one of these monsters. And has had three children with him. And basically, her career was kickstarted once she was mated to the monster and was pregnant with her first child. Okay. So, that's a little bit more detail than than we've had in like the other books that I've read of hers. So, I read that, and I think what's so I I think I've talked about on the show that I have ADHD, right? Sure. Or I had like a late in life ADHD diagnosis, and I kind of cycle through these hobbies or these hyper fixations and for the longest time reading has been one of them well now my hyper fixation has shifted away from reading Mm -hmm. into well this video game that i just mentioned earlier that's on my phone and so basically reading like reading has kind of become hard like it's hard for me to focus unless it is like a short story or unless it's a very short book Um, now I know myself, so I know I'm eventually going to cycle back to it, hopefully sooner rather than later, but like to be a co-host of a reading podcast, like that's very frustrating for me. Sure. Yeah, I I get that. Definitely. And it's a thing of like, well, I could make myself sit down and read, or I could just trust my past and trust my history and just know that like, look, you're going to come back around to this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Alrighty. So that was the book. 
That was the book. Okay. Well, my book was a very short book. I read it in a day, and it was designed to be read in a day because it is part of uh, one of my favorite publishers, New Directions, uh, storybook line of uh, books. These are like adult fiction uh, books that are printed in the style of like old hardback like children's picture books mm-hmm. so it's like 70 something pages but with this really nice glossy hardbound cover okay and this edition from that series is called early light by osamu Desai. Mm-hmm. it is a collection of three short stories by this famous uh, post-war or like mid and post-war japanese author who uh, i don't know if he died or if he committed suicide how he, I don't know what the circumstances of his death were, but he died when he was 39. Okay. So, but apparently he was like fairly prolific, so he's got like several novels and okay. collections and stuff. And this is a collection of not, well, it's technically stories, but to varying degrees of autobiography. Mm-hmm. So like the first short story is uh, recounting like the, like the fire bombings. Mm-hmm. of uh, various Japanese cities in World War II and his family's like survival during that time and then the second one is about his time just like off in the mountains like struggling to write and his ruminations on nature and it's much more like like uh, pastoral and peaceful mm-hmm. even as it's like sort of like wry and witty and then the final book is very clearly like a fiction piece as it's like being written from like a completely different perspective mm-hmm. and it's about uh it's actually told from the perspective of the wife of an alcoholic writer who uh the the uh, the writer like on a drunken like stupor or whatever like robs this uh bar that he's been crashing at for mm-hmm. like the last several years and and the wife basically goes in and starts acting as a waitress to try and like make up for her husband's debts so it's very it's all very interesting and of course like the writing style is a big part of it but also just like the historical perspective and the sort of like social subtext everything Mm -hmm. it's really well written and like i said i was able to read it in just a couple hours and uh always appreciate like a book that yeah i feel like you're starting to see that nowadays like adult fiction that sells itself on being accessible mm-hmm. i think especially with like um uh a lot of like book t- culture being more about that sort of thing mm-hmm. so uh yeah i really appreciated it and um yeah I'm, I'm and of course from a collector's standpoint i'm gonna be keeping an eye out for these other editions in this series because mm-hmm. i think they just look nice on a shelf yeah and uh oh Here's one uh, as relating to a TikTok I posted the other day. I went ham at a used bookstore the other day. I bought like 16, no, not that many, but like a lot, a lot. of. Yeah, actually, it may have been like 16 books because there was like, I bought like three complete series of like three to four volume Mm -hmm. series and uh, then just a whole bunch of other books that I found on sale. Spent way too much money, but uh, they were all in really good condition, which lead me to believe that it's probably just somebody offloading for a move. Yeah. And maybe they like just had a bunch of books that they liked and had taken good care of. Mm-hmm. Clearly didn't have much wear on them. So, uh, yeah, but I yeah, just snacked them up. And I've got a, 
I might um, share a link to that TikTok if anybody's interested, but uh, just posted my book haul. And, uh, I saved that in case like I'm ever in a bookstore and was like, I need some suggestions. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I feel like I'm in a position now where I look more to publishers than I do to like specific mm -hmm. authors because uh, I just, you, you trust like whatever like editors they got working there's judgment mm -hmm. with the kinds of books that they acquire. Yeah. And also you just, you spend so much more time owning a book than you do reading it. So if you can find something that just sort of looks nice or feels nice to mm -hmm. like hold. Yep. Yeah. That's definitely a big, big part for me. So, uh, I, I propose that we not do word totals this week, mainly because I forgot to get the word total for my book and That's I didn't fine. bring it with me. That's fine. We can do it next week. Yeah. It'll, next time. yeah, it'll carry over. Yeah. But, uh, that still leaves us with a word, a book a reading challenge to mm -hmm. do, and it'll be the last reading challenge of this year. Aww. Aww. So, uh, it's a book that I've had my eye on for a minute now since I heard about it r relatively recently. And, uh... It is a biography. No, okay. we don't read those. We that don't. many of those. It is a biography of a filmmaker, one of my personal favorites. His name is Ishiro Honda. I totally thought you were going to say Don Hartsfeld. Oh no, but I I, I would definitely <laughs> like to read a biography of him. I could write a biography of him. I did my master's thesis on the guy. True. I tried reaching out to him for an interview, but I probably got like, I'm sure he gets like a dozen of those a week. Yeah. But at any rate, so uh, the book we're reading. Uh, for our final challenge is Ishiro Honda, A Life in Film from Godzilla to Kurosawa. And as the title implies, this is the filmmaker who famously directed the first Godzilla movie and then did several other Godzilla films after that. And then uh, at the tail end of his career was renowned for being the assistant director on all of Akira Kurosawa's final films. Okay. So like through, from the, like the 80s to the early 90s, yeah. all the films Akira Kurosawa did before his passing, uh, Honda was an assistant director on, and I think is widely credited with having like just straight up directed several sequences from those films. Yeah. So it's definitely uh, an interesting book. It's by Steve Reifel, uh, Ed Godzewski, and Yuko Honda. And, um, oh, uh, it won't be that hard to get because I found it on sale at the Kindle store for like three bucks. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so I went ahead and bought us both a copy. Aww. And I'll email you your link. Thanks. That's how I believe that works. Yeah, and, uh, look forward to reading it. Yeah. This has been a very different kind of episode, but then I think it's been... But it's also it's, kind of in the spirit of the holiday. Yeah, that's good. I am very thankful to be here with my sister. I'm thankful that my brother and my parents are here, and we're all going to have a very happy Dempsey Connor Thanksgiving. That's right, and we're thankful to have y'all listening to us. We hope uh, y'all have a nice holiday, and uh, we'd appreciate it if you engage with us in whatever ways you'd like uh mm -hmm. you want to shout it out yeah so you can find us on twitter instagram facebook tiktok and literally club um at your words podcast you can find us at our website at yourwordspodcast.com and you can reach out through email you can send us a question a suggestion um or a comment to your words podcast 
at gmail.com. All right. And well, as always, this has been your brother co-host, Thomas Dempsey. And your sister co-host, Elizabeth Connor. Signing off from your words against mine with a... Uh, bye. Bye. All right. <laughs>